I think what a lot of kids don't know when you leave care, if you don't get a leaving care plan, you are still entitled to that until the age of 25. I fought recently and just got mine. I only just, like, literally got it approved a month before turning 26. It helps you up. It sets you up so much. Like, it sets you up with driving lessons. It sets you up with furniture with your house. Like, it's never too late to advocate for yourself. Even if you're past 18, if you're 19, if you're 20, it's never too late to advocate. You talked about peer support, but we're interested to know the honest truth from like care leavers. If you think something like peer support with putting putting an adult care leaver that's interested in advocacy in that position in um, a young person's life when they're transitioning from care. So they have a choice. There's a lot they don't have a choice of, but they have a choice whether or not they even get mental with a lived experience, you know, and link in. They're not going to go, you have to go here. It's going to be always voluntary right so if they voluntarily choose to get a mentor i'm curious to know your thoughts on that um i think it's a great idea i'm surprised there's something that's actually like not existing at the moment i've actually i remember in high school because i was very open about it i think everyone knew that i was in foster care and stuff like that because i transitioned at 17 into shared accommodation you know by myself um kids who were still you know going to year 11 and stuff like that um one kid actually reached out to me and he said hey um I'm starting to thinking about you know transitioning how do I do that so I've actually I've actually done that for children in the past myself so I'm not surprised that there's these services out there because I've I've had people reach out to themselves like themselves to me and stuff like that and you know reach out yeah yeah like that there needs to be more resources out there and I think what a lot of kids don't know when you leave care if you don't get a leaving care plan you are still entitled to that until the age of 25 I fought recently and just got mine I only just like literally got it approved a month before turning 26 it helps you up it sets you up so much like it sets you up with driving lessons it sets you up with furniture with your house like it's never too late to advocate for yourself even if you're past 18 if you're 19 if you're 20 it's never too late to advocate for yourself even if you're 30 get out there and just advocate because I love that it literally just takes someone knocking on a door and making a phone call for something to change yeah what what do you feel the sector thinks about peer support within the context of out of home care like what what do you think they're most worried about having something like that money it's always going to be money they're, they're always finding the cheapest way to and, and it's not just this sector like it's every sector it's age care it's disability like they always try to find the cheapest way to yeah. kind of help it out but money's still going in ScoMo's pocket yeah. yeah and I can highlight something for you as well that I was told by a number of organizations a number of were really positive about it and without mentioning who they were, but this was like five years of going out there and talking to service providers, but also the sector. Um, the feedback was, do it. It's going to be fantastic. It's great. But 
the, you know, when you talked about strengths and weaknesses, like what, what are the things that people are going to be most um, concerned about, you know, the risk, risk averse and, and it is because they're in statutory care, like, so it's important while they're under 18, like if we do it on Zoom or if we get young people that, they, they said it's the cotton wool thing. So it's like the overprotection that you all talk about, let's put cotton wool around these young people. So now that, you know, there's um, a new movement pioneering peer support, they're like, oh, what if they've got a relationship with these kids in Resi and that was the home they used to be in? And I hear it, but, you know, what if what if that doesn't go too well and what they go back and then they just, you know, reoffend and all this. Goes. And I, I thought that's interesting because they're, they're, their whole framework is around protecting the kids in care and not really th that particular comment makes me think that, yeah, it has to change. It has to it's change. Making, it's making, and if they tell the kids this as well, it's, <clears throat> it's making them feel like that they can't trust adults, that they yep. want something out of them as well. Because I remember one of my, um, <clears throat> the last foster carers I was with, they were absolutely amazing. But because I was an older teenager, there was a lot of things put into place to make sure that there was no misunderstanding. You know, couldn't sit in the front seat because, you know, if you grab the handbrake, you know, what if you brush my leg? I could go into a PTSD episode. I can make accusations. I could ruin your life. Sort of thing like that. So there's always this stuff about protecting, but then also the first thing is you're petrified to hug you. Yeah. To show you any type of affection. So you're, you have such weird relationship complexes at that age because you're taught by the community services that no one is safe yeah. which is understandable because we are vulnerable but yeah. then also people are too bloody scared to touch us or do anything with us because we're so protected yeah. so yeah. you know you had my photo taken there was four waivers to sign like <laughs> yeah yeah I hear you love that you said you don't know why it's not in here and why it hasn't been in here because it's it's coming into homelessness by the way it, it is coming if you google no, that's good if you've mm. seen, have you seen invisible people no i haven't so he's he's, he's been he's experienced homelessness in the past and goes out and reaches out to actual current homeless youth but all spectrums like right up to really elderly and in the states it is so invisible people if you google it he's got a youtube channel he's 1.1 million subscribers but he's all about lived experience but he gives the back yeah. money to when they if they get out of that homeless system and they get housing. Oh, amazing. And I'm yeah. like always like, oh. Um, well, yeah. I, I was wondering, you know, why don't they do, you know, remember Struggle Street, that documentary? Yeah. Why don't they do a Struggle Street documentary style of five kids leaving care? Yeah. Follow them from transitioning because there's that statistic, you know, four or five, you know, kids out of care will end up you know in certain situations so follow that statistic yeah. follow those kids who are going to be part of that statistic so people who those baby boomers who are sitting at home who have had those preconceived notions about us actually see it yeah. they see we're not a statistic that's a human being who is being put yeah. into that yeah. you know that's just systematic um shit like it's just frustrating that there's no represent. There's no movies. Like remember, there was a documentary recently done called The Department. It only focused on the department itself. It focused on foster carers. It focused on the department. Didn't focus on the children. It never. This stuff never focuses on the children. Yeah. yeah. It so just. What, what you're saying. Keep saying it. 
because <laughs> it needs to change because yeah. you know you're you're almost 27 right and you've just yeah. spoken some incredible truths in this like time that we've yeah. had um and one of them is a leaving care like you know, the leaving care plan go and get it go and, like more young people that hear your voice that hear other people's voices that's yeah. going to start creating a, like I, I say a movement but like this this momentum well and especially with gen gen z they watch these tiktokers because part of my role as a store manager is seeing you know marketing strategies yeah and stuff like that so we turn to tiktok we turn to these influencers because nine times out of ten someone's going to trust their favorite influencer then trust me in a store who kind of sells the shit Yes. So it wor it works another way around with health advice. Look yep. what happened with Donald Trump, you yep. know, and all of these influencers who got on the anti-vaxxer train and everything like that. So if we had more influencers who were, you know, on the train of, oh, hey, this is self-help, like go out in there and get this stuff, like you can, like it would be invaluable if we need more people on TikTok or more people on YouTube who are going to be open about it because then these younger kids are actually going to be like, oh, cool. Yeah. yeah. And actually suck and help. And yeah. how many, how would you think like peer support would look to you? Like, let's say we've got funding, we can employ a few, like, you know, to, for the pilot, maybe four young people. What, what would it look like? What would um, a successful peer support program for young people transitioning to care look like? And I know I'll put you on the spot, but you can think about no, it. I, I, I think almost working in like a social worker role in a way, like, you know, just even like, I, I know like, you know, statewide it'd be hard, but even just making sure that that person just had someone to show up once a week to make sure that they'd gotten out of bed that day. Yeah. Make sure that they're actually okay. Because during something like lockdown, yeah. there was days where I was just like, if I fell over and hit my head, no one would know. Yeah. For hours. Like no like no one would actually know for a few days. Yeah, yeah. Like and it's and it's stuff like that that we're so isolated and when pandemics that happen. So I mean Zoom Zooms is such a great idea because yeah. you can't have someone showing up once a week making sure that they're okay because it is logistically hard. So having that Zoom I think is a great idea. But yeah, just even like phone calls, like yeah, I think any type of communication is great. Yeah. yeah, no, that's awesome. And you know, um, in terms of age, do you think it matters how old, how long someone's aged out of care for, or do you think don't even think about that? It's relevant as long as they're there. Because it, you all have unique perspective. Like, you know, if you asked me things about the care system five years ago, I would have given you very different answers because. I was still very angry. I was still very jaded, and I still hadn't had the time to actually, yeah, look out, you know, properly assess things and stuff like that. So, yeah, yeah I think when it, you know, wisdom definitely comes with age. Like, you know, eighteen-year-old me was like a mess. Yeah. Yeah. So, yeah, I, I you know, it, any age, any age that you're at, you can give such unique wisdom and yeah just yeah perspective yeah because yeah. somebody came to you at an early age but you were still going through stuff but you were still able to be a sounding board to him yeah incredible I, uh, yeah we love that, that. yeah and that's the, and that's the threat <laughs> that um you know the other um young adult that we spoke to too you know fraser he said he talked about you know just somebody 
listening, you know, that know he can just pick up the phone and speak to. It's that non-judgmentalness yeah. as well, like actually talking to someone who knows what it's like as well, yeah. like, you know, you can you can speak to all the psychologists and psychiatrists if you want, but unless they've actually gone through it themselves, they'll never truly understand. 